Vet bills can be expensive, but Spot Pet Insurance can give you up to 90% cash back on vet bills, so you can worry less about high vet bills. Yep, up to 90% cash back on vet bills for unexpected accidents, illness, and even routine care. And with Spot Pet Insurance plans, you can go to any vet you want in the U.S. or Canada. There's no network you need to stick to, so visit your favorite vet and you can save money on expensive vet bills. That's Spot Pet Insurance. It's no wonder Spot is America's favorite pet insurance. Visit SpotPet.com for a free quote today. For all terms, visit SpotPetIns.com sample-policy. Spot Pet Insurance plans are underwritten by either Independence American Insurance Company or United States Fire Insurance Company and produce Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. This is an independent ad from Spot Pet Insurance Services, LLC. You would say that. Welcome to Who Weekly, the podcast where you'll learn everything you need to know about the celebrities you don't. I'm Bobby Finger. I'm Lindsay Weber. And play a call, Lindsay. Hey, Lindsay and Bobby. Uh, long time, short time, I think is how you're supposed to say it. I was short time, short time. Uh, my girlfriend's helping me. She's a much, much longer fan. Uh, I was at you guys' LA show, your live show um, last week. And I just want to say you guys are absolutely fucking hilarious. I love you guys, and uh, if nothing else, y'all could each crush it and just straight up stand up. It was one of the funniest shows I've ever seen. Hey, crunch, crunch, crunch. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Not that. Oh my god, not our core audience. <laughs> not the girlfriend in the background coaching. <laughs> hey, crunch, crunch. Why we seek um, praise from the the straight male gaze, I'll never know, but. <laughs> It is indeed rewarding. I'm not seeking it out. I'm always just surprised and delighted by the straight male gaze being, you know, pointed <laughs> towards us. <laughs> it's funny. I do love it. It's like you could kill it in stand-up. And it's like, I don't think I'd so. rather not. <laughs> also, no, I couldn't. I can't speak for Lindsay, but uh, I couldn't. Well, I've seen you do stand-up and it is. It wasn't um, stand-up. It was one horrible <laughs> storytelling show in like 2010 it was, a, it was a valiant attempt hey stand up could mean anything you know these days yeah, yeah. stand up sit I down was, i was definitely standing there yeah come to our shows we're going to be in atlanta on sunday then next weekend we're going to be in philadelphia and dc there's so much travel happening next week that for maybe the first time and i can't remember we're just Ever. not doing a main show or a who's there next week well we took off our first show last two weeks ago or something and we were like wow this worked and so we're gonna do it one more time for the foreseeable future um because it will make our lives easier we're gonna be around for thanksgiving week we're gonna be around for you know christmas new year you make it seem like we're like meeting up it's like i'll be around (laughs) i feel crazy taking the week off but you know what we're gonna take the week off we're gonna be traveling we're gonna be together we're gonna be meeting babies it's gonna be wonderful I'm going to meet two babies that are over a year old. Two of my best friend's babies I'm going to meet next week. We're not doing my a My best friend's show. babies. My best friend's babies. So if you say, where's Who Weekly episode? As if one person did DM us on Instagram was like, where's the episode? What's happening? <laughs> and I was like, oh, sorry. But yes, we will not be having episodes next week. We will be on tour. It's the, it's the greatest promo of all. If you want to see Who Weekly, you'll have to see it in person. <laughs> you'll have to see it in person. And it's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of shows, Lindsay, here's the breaking news for today. Last night, do you know what last night was? No. It was country's biggest night. No, it wasn't. I would have known about that. Last night was country's biggest night. 
something I found out that I maybe I learn and unlearn every year is that the CMA Awards are the longest running annual music awards program on network television. Like, How long have they been running? They've been running since 1968. 1968? It was huge. All of the Who's were there. I love that I still, to this day, very earnestly... I confused the two Lukes because it was hosted by one of the Lukes, one of the country Lukes. Brian and Combs, naturally. And the other Luke won Entertainer of the Year. So when I was reading it, I was like, this bitch hosted and then he won Entertainment of the Year? No, 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 no. I'm an idiot. There are two different Lukes. Luke Bryan hosted. Luke Combs won Entertainer of the Year. And Luke Bryan made an Aaron Rodgers joke that made Carrie Underwood I don't know, visibly upset, according to some headlines. And it is so great to be here with all my fellow artists, tested and together. Or immunized. I have to say, they're also like pretty different. Oh, yeah. They're They're very, very very different. I also mix them up. And I also like very much fall out of country music uh easily it doesn't take much for me if i have to actively stay in paying attention to country music Mm -hmm. if i'm not actively trying i'm not like Mm -hmm. hearing what's new so i do feel like i've fallen out i would i could have used these awards to know what people were talking about the other who's that we've talked about in the past who won awards last night jimmy allen won best new artist on Dancing uh, with the Stars as da- well. Mm-hmm. That's funny because he just got kicked off Dancing with the Stars. So he like got kicked off Dancing with the Stars and then, and then he, he went won Best, best, new, best artist. new Artist. Yeah. yeah, that's cute. OJ's finally gone. Did you see OJ's finally gone? Yeah, she got kicked off with Jimmy Allen, I think. See you later, OJ. See you later, OJ. The performance did not fit. What oh, else? Oh, 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 DJ, oh, oh. DJ o- <laughs> We must acquit OJ <laughs> I guess it doesn't quite show. work. TJ Osborne was the gay Osborne brother, but the... What are they? The Osborne brothers? The Osborne twins? The, the o- Osborne twins? The o- <laughs> not the Osborne twins. They're not the Osborne twins. No, they're called the Brothers Osborne. Oh, my God. They're not the Bella twins. They're not the blank brothers. They're the o- they're the Brothers Osborne. The Brothers Osborne. They won Best Vocal Duo. Katy Perry went brunette and showed up. We What was that great caption where it was like, she looked great in brown? <laughs> Wait, I found it. You just texted it to us. It was. It wasn't me. Oh, wait. No, it's People. Kelly sent it to us. People Magazine on Instagram. Katy Perry looked beautiful and brown at the 2021 CMA Awards. (laughs) She did, but like, it's just a funny. (laughs) Looked beautiful and brown. Well, she was there with Lionel Richie and Luke Bryan because of American Idol and ABC. I know. They know their audience. They're like, obviously going right to the source. Katy Perry flies into Nashville for one day to do this promo. It's like very valuable to them. I also kind of am like vaguely like Katy Perry could put on a country album at any point. And I feel like I'd be be not surprised. Yeah, it would be fantastic. It's surprising that she hasn't done it. Well, I think she's I think she's entering her that era where she's mm-hmm. like seeing Gaga and Tony and she's like, mm, interesting. You know what I mean? She's like, what, yeah. mm, what are we doing on here? Yeah. Other people who flew in for, you know, the hour and then left. Susan Sarandon. <laughs> Susan Sarandon was there. Do you, I finally realized I put two and two together. I realized why she was there. Why? Because she's about to play a country icon in that show that she's doing with Eva. Where Eva's playing young her. Wait, she's playing a country icon. She's like playing a, real a country singer. She's playing. A, oh, it's she's called like Monarch. Fake. She's playing the fictional queen of country music, Dottie Cantrell Roman. 
<laughs> You're already laughing. You're like instantly I know, laughing. but it's just like the name itself is so like masterful, you know, like Dolly Cantrell Roman. It really like it, it's bringing up like we're talking Dolly. We're talking Blue Cantrell. We're talking like we're Roman. I just it's a great the succession. It's it's combining succession with yeah. Blue Cantrell and Dolly. Parton. Dolly Parton. Dolly. Yeah. So we have then Trace Adkins with whom she presented at the CMAs, Country's Biggest Night. Uh, is playing her husband, or oh, perhaps her, I mean, every time you say "country's biggest night," they like send you five dollars via Venmo. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Trace Adkins is playing her husband. Can you guess the husband's name? If they were a country duo, and she is Dottie Cantrell Roman, his name is like it's country, like like it's like Jackson, like Jackson Squirrel, Albie. Albie, Albie Roman. Roman. Albie oh, Roman. I only know Albie as the name of one of uh, Caroline Manzo's kids from, from Real Housewives of New <laughs> no. Jersey. Sorry. Um, and Wait, then I have another question Wait, have that question? I already forgot. What? Something about oh. Susan Sarandon. Something no. about Monarch. No. Something about Trace Adkins. Something about Country's Biggest Night. No, it's something about country music. They should call the CMT Awards Country's Second Biggest Night. That'd be funny. <laughs> The CMAs airs on what? Uh, these aired on ABC. And CMTs air on country music TV. They air on CMT. They always air on CMT. Uh, country's second biggest night. <laughs> oh, they're moving to CBS next year. Oh, that's huge for them. They might be country's biggest night, actually. Viacom, because of Viacom CBS. Okay, the last thing about country's biggest night was that Carly Pierce, this headline, she won best female vocalist. Okay? I kind of forgot who she was. I still don't have the strongest grasp on who she is. I'm telling you, like, we're going to be in Nashville for two days and I'm going to regain all my country knowledge. But, like, right now I'm depleted. I just know, like, I'm depleted. But I know it's only going to take me 48 hours to be, like, back on top. You know? I'll know all these people. I'm sorry. We're going to spend, what, Sunday through Wednesday in both Atlanta and Nashville. We will be speaking with a twang. At least I will. We will be speaking with a twang. Y'all got cold brew? Can I have a large cold brew with whole milk? Please. Thank you much. Thank you much. So Carly Pierce, spelled E-A-R-C-E. Celebrate CMA's win. I love it. You don't need to spell Carly it. Pierce celebrates CMA's win with boyfriend Riley King after Michael Ray divorced. She divorced Michael Ray last year after they were married for, I think, eight months. Michael Ray's a good country boyfriend name. And he was a country singer, too. Very like, oh, little Michael Ray. Oh, little Michael Ray. <laughs> mm-hmm. Michael Ray is either a country singer or a criminal. <laughs> um, <laughs> he just sounds like somebody's violent kid. Criminal. Yeah, okay. So... They got married right before the pandemic. They had a tough quarantine. They divorced mid-pandemic last summer. And she has now been sort of like low-key secretly dating this like major league baseball player named Riley King. And I was reading the Us story about it. And it said, the What He Didn't Do songstress has been linked to the former MLB player. funny. (laughs) The What He Didn't Do songstress has been linked to the former MLB player since May when she shared a snap of him via Instagram stories. One day before the CMAs, Pierce opened up about why she hadn't been super public about their relationship in the past. Quote, it's a big commitment to go public with somebody, she said on Odyssey's Gunner and Cheyenne on Tuesday, November 9th, noting she, quote, learned the hard way that the spotlight, quote, can sometimes kick you in the butt. Gunner and Cheyenne? Gunner and Cheyenne is the name of the show. She also said, quote, he's hot. He's so hot. And I'm certainly not trying to hide him, but certainly don't want to exploit my whole thing. I don't even know what that means, but she took him to the, she took him to the I think she just knows she bagged a hot guy. She she bagged a hot rebound and she's like loving it, you know? Well, 
I have something really sad to tell you. Um, I'd never heard of Gunner and Cheyenne, but open your texts because I was looking at photos of Gunner and Cheyenne who hosts a radio show that is also a podcast. And oh, I was no. like, they're oh, us. No, they're us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they're us. Do you see? <laughs> yeah. Gunner and Cheyenne. This just... is you and me when we get to when we get to Atlanta. We're like, <laughs> it's Gunner and Cheyenne. It's Gunner and Cheyenne. It's just two white people. Obsessed. Shunner and Guyanne went sober for October for breast cancer awareness. We should do something like that. Why don't we do something like that? <laughs> sober in October. Why don't we go sober in October for breast cancer Fine. awareness? What the next, fuck? Next October, we'll go sober in October for breast cancer awareness. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> Moving on. You're listening to Who's There, a weekly call-in show where we take your questions, comments, and concerns at 619-WHO-THEM. Uh, let's start with some comments. Hi, Who Weekly. Okay, first time, but long time. Um, I hope you can hear me. I am literally sneaking into my work bathroom on my Bluetooth headphones to talk to you about this. It's so silly, but uh, I had to pause the time listening to Friday's episode. Uh, you're talking about Queen Elizabeth and uh, Mario. and I just, oh, I feel so silly about this, but I'm like, why do I think that Queen Elizabeth owns a Wii? I'm like, oh yeah, because a company tried to send her a gold-plated one a few years ago, and now it was on sale uh, earlier this year for like something crazy. Was it like three hundred thousand dollars? I don't know, but apparently, this company created it because she was rumored to have loved playing Wii bowling with uh, her grandsons. So. Yeah, don't know if that helps the debate at all, but I feel like she at least knows what a modern console is. Anyways, love you guys. Love the pod. Crunch, crunch. Bye. So wait, a company was like, heard that the queen liked Wii and then was like, let's make this like really expensive Wii to sell her or give to her? Sell her? She didn't give want to her, it. And then, and then the, she was like, I'm not buying a $300,000 Wii. Like, I just want to play Wii bowling with my grandsons on their normal Wii. And then they were like, oh, never mind. Okay, we'll just like sell it for real. Well, that's a twisted PR attempt, but it worked, I bet. They plated it in gold, sent it to Buckingham Palace. Buckingham Palace was like, we do not accept this. We do not want this. Return to sender. And then they tried to sell it for $300,000. But the bona fides were just, we sent it to the queen and she didn't want it. Do you want to buy this for $300,000? And I don't think anyone bought it. I think it's like still for sale. Well, Wired wrote about this. Shout out to the hooligan uh, Lobby Spider. (laughs) Lobby Spider. Uh, who sent us this a screenshot of this article from Wired from 2008 that says, according to the British paper, the people, oh, the people versus people. The people. The people. Queen Elizabeth II is the latest member of the Wii fan club. The report says the system was a Christmas gift from Kate Middleton to her boyfriend, Prince William, but after watching her grandson play, the monarch begged to join in. She played a simple 10-pin bowling game. Well, what I'm saying is that doesn't prove anything. She So she played Wii bowling. Yeah, and then they probably played more games. Tell me that she played Mario Kart. Okay, but you know that was just a gateway. If the if the queen begged to join in, you know that she was also exposed to other games. Wii on the Sports Wii. was famously for old people, you know, <laughs> because it's so obvious. It's just like, oh, you move your hand in the motion of a bowling arm. You move your hand like a golf club. I don't think she's out here playing like Super Mario Brothers on the Wii. Or at least I see no proof of it. Mm, but that means this means she's aware of like video games, which takes us one step closer to her being aware of Mario. I'm gonna need to see the steps. Okay, Bobby's not buying it. Next call. Hello, I'm sure you're getting ten thousand calls about this, but Phoebe Bridgers is with them. Like I know who she is, and I'm not even into music that much. Like she's had so much press, 
she like had that really dark, unfortunate story about Ryan Adams. She like, and people know her for that. Uh, emotional emotion sickness is like one of those songs on Spotify that like, like they always recommend. Like if you liked any song that is remotely close to that song, it's going to recommend it for you. Um, yeah, I just don't know a lot, a lot about music and I know that's Phoebe Bridgers. So, Lindsay's right, Bobby's wrong, crunch, crunch. Hey, Lindsay, Bobby, I had to pause the pod because I'm a diehard hooligan. I met you guys in SF at the meet and greet. I am 43 years old, and I barely know who Phoebe Bridgers is. That woman is a who. My friend's kids know who she is. I couldn't sing you a song, gun to the head, so I just, I can't listen to her. It's like discourse anymore. She's a who. She's a who. I'm 43. I don't know who she is. Can't sing her songs. I'm not a hipster. Like, no. Okay. Uh, crunch, crunch. Wow. The discourse remains spicy. <laughs> I think that, I think she she is a who. I think she's an up and coming them because she's on the come up. People were annoyed. I saw a tweet, who weekly is going to kill me? Rob Thomas is a who, but Phoebe Bridgers is a them on the cusp. And it's like, well, Rob Thomas had his moment in the sun. He had his smooth time. He had his Matchbox 20 time. He had his smooth time and now he has smooth brain. He's not. Not of them anymore. <laughs> smooth brain. He's releasing Christmas music inspired by Hallmark movies. Like that is. I like when the person tweeted that. I was like, yes. <laughs> like that's what I'm that saying. That is like prototypical who behavior. Meanwhile, Phoebe Bridgers is dating the hot young thing from a hot that's Hulu show. That's what I'm saying. I just don't think she's there yet. I know that she's on the come I up. Do. I just don't think she's there yet. I love that she's leaning into like the fact that her relationship with Paul is like active and very public. This tweet killed me. She just tweeted at 10.56 p.m. on November 6th. Paul thinks Thousand Island is called 100 Years Sauce, which is like <laughs> very local. It's like very local Twitter because it's just like Tweeting referring... about your boyfriend is like very local Twitter. But tweeting about your significant other with their first name only is very much like, this account's just for my friends. And it's like, babe, you're famous. Oh, my God. Um, That's why I'm saying she's a mom. Anyways, she should enjoy the like the brief hooiness while she can get it, if that's mm -hmm. if that's the case, because after that, then like this tweet becomes like us weekly headline, like Phoebe Bridgers says Paul Mescal calls Thousand Island dressing hundred years sauce, like whatever. <laughs> like, and then I have to see that and I'm like, oh, it's just like a tweet. It's an article about a tweet. <laughs> yeah. Then us weekly is like our lowest performing story of the week was. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, next call. Uh, next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Long time, long time. Um, I tried to tell you all about Joe Bengals like a year ago, and you never played my call. And I just want you to go back into the archive and find my call about Joe Bengals from, it was like early quarantine period. And uh, those of us in the know, Richard and myself, have been aware of Joe Bengals for quite some time. And I'm just I guess all I can be is thankful that y'all have finally arrived to the party. Um, crunch, crunch. And what is your favorite cheese? I, <laughs> I wasn't expecting it to ask with what is your favorite cheese. <laughs> crunch, crunch. And what is your favorite cheese? Did you find her call from I way back? I found her call. I'll play it here. Um, hi, Lindsay and Bobby. This is Brittany. Long time, long time. And I was just calling because I just 
um, saw someone named Joe Bangles um, reply to a tweet from um, Nashville Dem, Margo Price. Um, apropos not of her tweet, he responds, hi, do you have a favorite cheese? I have created a celebrity cheese database, joebangles.co.uk, and have had 400-plus replies from some massive celebs. And I would love to be able to add you to it, prayer hands, cheese emoji. So, of course, I clicked through joebangles.co.uk. Um, he identifies himself as cheesemonger to the stars. Um, you're able to type in a search box to find both a cheese or a celebrity um, within his database. Or you can click a button that says, I'm feeling lucky. Um, we're going to go ahead and click that now. Tracy Ann Oberman says that mature cheddar is her favorite. Um, I need you all to explore this website um, a little bit more. It is the perfect um, Who Weekly content that we need in this time. Um, to be honest, I feel that um, Joe Bangles is uh, I don't, I'm just doing God's work here. Um, anyway, um, crunch, crunch. Bye. What is your favorite cheese? I like all kinds of cheese. That's why it's so difficult. I love every kind of cheese. I think my favorite is just, I'm so boring. I think it's just straight up cheddar, like a really sharp what? cheddar. I love mm. a sharp cheddar. I love putting a sharp cheddar on like a cracker. Okay, I love putting a sharp okay, cheddar on a sandwich. Okay, okay, sharp What's cheddar. What's yours? Um, I would say my most used cheese is a good Parmesan, but my favorite cheese to eat, just like all with a knife, oh, like num, is num, like num. a really orangey aged Gouda. Really? Yeah. Interesting. Like a smoked Gouda or just an aged Not Gouda? Not smoked, just aged. You know oh, what? It's like, like it a bright orange yeah. aged Gouda. Yeah. You know it's um, pronounced Gouda? <laughs> it's Dutch. By who? It's in the Netherlands. Oh. There's oh, a town I've called, never been there. There's a town called Gouda. <laughs> Gouda's so good. <laughs> it is Sorry. really good. I love a really stinky blue cheese so well, also, much. Also, whose favorite cheese isn't just whatever's in front of them at the time? Like, who's like, when you go to the store and you're like, I'm making a cheese plate, I feel like I just get like a hard, a soft, a medium, and that's how, you know, I just kind of think about yeah. like, oh, what's on sale, yeah. what's hard, what's hard, what's soft, what's medium, what's like the special? It's sort of like when people ask me what my favorite hot sauce is, it's like, I love all hot sauces, but every hot sauce has a place. You know, like, I'm not going to put Cholula on everything. I'm not going to put Tapatio on everything. Well, it's also when people ask me, what's your favorite wine? I'm like, whatever the store has in the front that I can, like, get that looks good. Like, I'm not, I'm not, like, I'm not able to, like, repeat, you know? Like, it's not possible. It's whatever the store has in the front that's good that already comes chilled. <laughs> right. But that's Do you what have I'm one saying. of these cold? Yes. Okay, right. it's my favorite. <laughs> I va- I vaguely have brand recognition with wines at this point, and you'd think I'd have more for how much wine I have drank in my entire life, but it's really not. You don't really see some of the things. You never see the same brand twice unless you're, I, like, really a, a true head, you know? I, I love a Lambrusco, whatever it is. If it's red whatever and bubbly and cold, I love it. And, also and if under it's like, $20, I'm down. If it's under $20 and orangey, red, and really funky and, like, cloudy, I love that. Like a funky. cloudy, funky, oh, gross, funky wine. funky wine. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. I paused the podcast. 
because I wanted to call in as I work with pumpkin farmers in Illinois. And you are both correct. Uh, the pumpkin that is in the canned pumpkin is a winter squash. The term pumpkin doesn't mean anything botanically. So it's just something that we've kind of utilized and thought of as a very orange pumpkin or orange squash. But yes, it doesn't mean anything. And if you saw what the pumpkins or winter squash that were going into the Libby cans looked like, you would be very surprised because, yes, again, it's a winter squash. Anyways, crunch, crunch. I love treating this like it's like a dun dun dun. I love treating this like it's like all of America's like shook and we're like we're so like everyone's so mad and everyone's so like betrayed by the industry, you know? Winter squash. I keep thinking of the uh the Simpsons the Simpsons gag where Lisa becomes a vegetarian and she's like imagining like a baby lamb turning into a lamb chop and like a baby Mm -hmm. cow turning into Mm -hmm. veal and then it's like a rat, a raccoon, a pigeon, and a boot turning into a hot dog. But it's like, in this case, it's like a butternut, an acorn, a whatever, a zucchini turning into pumpkin can. And winter squashes are gorgeous. I mean, actually, I feel like people <laughs> more normally would eat, would cook and eat their own winter squash than like a pumpkin. Do you know what I mean? Like we're not, like you go to the pumpkin can when you're like making pumpkin pie or whatever, or like whatever pumpkin thing you're making to like pretend like you're doing pumpkin things. But if you're actually cooking like a normal, people are, there are normal recipes that have tons of winter squash in them that you would mm-hmm. normally, that you would cook outside of that. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> I, I know what you're trying to say. I'm just a fan of how you're, I'm in awe of how you're trying to say it. This defensive love for pumpkin. I mean, winter squash are beautiful. <laughs> just... <laughs> they are. Look them up. They're gorgeous. I love the honey nut squash, that expensive little squash that literally farmers came up with in the past like 10 years. I love delicata. Have you ever had that one? Oh, I love a delicata. It's a beautiful squash. <laughs> beautiful squash. I know. I sound insane, but I just, I guess my point is that like you're more likely to actually cook with a squash than you are with a pumpkin in real uh, life. I love a delicata. You know what I don't <laughs> like? Spaghetti squash. It's, um, there's a texture issue there. It's, it's a texture <laughs> issue. Every time I do this, I'm like, ugh, should have made pasta. This is so stupid. Well, I get okay. so mad. No, but that's like, you're being foolish because it's one thing to eat spaghetti squash in a way, but to pretend that you're it's pasta foolish. is in, is actually in this year of our Lord 2021 is insane. Yeah, next. <laughs> you're being foolish. Okay, I'm just saying like, I mean to the people out there who are still out here like putting tomato sauce on spaghetti squash, like get a life. There's better <laughs> ways to eat it. <laughs> Next call. Let's move on to actual questions. It was like 70-something degrees a couple days ago. It's time to put our winter weather to bed, or in my Pull case, under the bed. your linens, sweeties. The lin- it's, time- it's linen season, honey. Oh, oh, all I want is linen all the time. I just want to be draped in linen for my entire life. Not only am I pulling out my linen tops, my linen bottoms, my linen dresses. I'm putting on my linen sheets. I'm putting on my linen pillowcases. I'm just like, Ooh. everything is linen because the weather's getting warmer. So it's time to say goodbye to jackets, sweaters, and hello to shorts, tees, and linen. I know. I should probably buy some linen shorts from Quince. I have a Quince cotton duvet cover that I really like. Ooh. And it's warm. Ooh. It's it's warm in the cold months and it's cool in the warm months, which is sort of where I want my bedding to be, somewhere mm-hmm. in the middle. You and know. you can get premium European linen from blouses, shorts, dresses from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And you get it for a good price because Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, they cut out the cost of the middlemen and pass the savings on to I you. I hate middlemen. 
I hate and middlemen. only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. We love it. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash who for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash who to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash who. You're having a dinner party. It's last mm-hmm. minute. You've realized the cocktail I'm making. This, this happens to Bobby all the time. The specialty cocktail that Josh is making we're missing an item. We're missing a piece. And it can't be, su- there's no substitutes. We have to go yeah. to the liquor store, but we don't we have, have time. We have to get this particular vermouth or amaro. But we can't leave because the oven's on. What are you going to do? What's the solution? What would you do? DoorDash, because I know that I can get local restaurants, local stores, local establishments and get it to my apartment in no time. If you're looking to celebrate with some special drinks, here's to alcohol delivers with DoorDash. Getting ready to host, looking to celebrate a special night in, what about a bottle of wine to pair with dinner or some beer to go with your chips and dip? No matter the occasion, if drinks are called for, DoorDash has you covered. And then you know what? You tip right within the app, they get 100% of the tip. You got to tip your DoorDash drivers always. So save up to 25% off up to a $15 value when you spend $35 or more with code WHO24. So whether you're grabbing drinks for an event or staying in for the night, DoorDash is here to help you have a great evening, any evening. Term supply must be 21 plus to order alcohol, drink responsibly, delivery and promotions available only in select markets. Hi, Lindsay, Bobby, medium time, medium time. I just wanted to call you because I just read this People article about Shailene Woodley clapping back to uh, allegations that Aaron Rodgers was stepping out in his uh, post-COVID haze. And she says, literally, y'all need to calm the F down. This is straight up hilarious, blah, 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 blah. Okay, I know Aaron's body very well. First off, his feet, ahem, and no offense to this random dude, are a lot bigger. Also, for those of us who know Aaron beyond the world of obsessed sports and something media, it's no secret that he has the hairiest hands on the acting planet. This oblivious homie clearly does not. Go ahead. Zoom in. Okay. Crunch, crunch. Bye. This uh, this is short. We actually talked about this on our Patreon, patreon.com slash weekly because it's very themy, but we have a who in the equation finally, and the who is. So you're saying like Shay you're saying Aaron is a them and Shailene is a them? Is Shailene a them? Yeah, I guess we already did this. Uh, I people will get upset about this. I think Shailene's a them. I think Big Little Lies took her there. Took her there. You're right. Yeah. I think true. it took her there. Whatever. I think she's one of the weirder thems. I think she's a very like private. No, them. but that's fine. Like a it's, you're allowed to be you're allowed to be weird, but I think it's weird not hooey. She's yes. weird not hooey. If that's like the because people are like oh this is so hooey, it's like mm, it's just kind of like weird I mm-hmm. guess more than it is hooey because she still is pretty famous. She's in pretty a way. famous. Yeah, but we have a who in the situation, and the who is just someone grabbing coffee in Los Angeles. I wish this person would come out and say this was me because it's very funny that she straight up like insults him in a funny way. I think that this person will also, I'm not sure who to blame here because we don't have Batgrid accounts, which is a a paparazzi photo agency. I'm not sure if we should blame Batgrid for misidentifying this person on their system or the Daily Mail. I'm assuming that it's Batgrid. But you know the Daily Mail hasn't done well with masks. They have misidentified quite a few people Mm -hmm. wearing masks. I, I do think that Batgrid 
is the one that identifies because then they would take yeah. the photos. Then they would say, oh, is that? And they try to sell and them. And then How Daily much are they Mail sell would them? just post it and it's like goes up fast and quick. Mm-hmm. Right. So she posts the photos of this random guy who does not look like Aaron Rodgers, to be honest. And they say it's Aaron Rodgers. He's they grabbing say. coffee in Brentwood. She she puts that on her Instagram and goes, literally, y'all need to calm the fuck down. This is straight up hilarious. News outlets still grasping at straws to disparage Aaron, finding random fucking men on the streets of L.A. and saying it's him. Here's the thing, though. They don't even disparage him. They're just like, here he is in Brentwood. Is I don't really coffee. know. No, but here's yeah. my – I think she thinks that he's being disparaged because the Daily Mail's posting photos of a man in a mask. And she's like, my Aaron would never wear a mask. Maybe. <laughs> well, she says, I know Aaron's body very well. First off, his feet. Um, and no offense to this – rando dude are a lot bigger winky face (laughs) (laughs) she managed to be like my husband's big dick is not represented in this photo fiance's he has sorry he has 14 size 14 as somebody with a size what how big are your feet my feet yeah my my feet are size 14 okay you have the same size feet as aaron Rodgers, according to the internet do you think this guy's feet look like 14 I have no idea. I'm, you know, I'm. I say this all the time, weirdly to you. I'm very bad with volume and distance. I don't. I. <laughs> it's very hard for me to judge the size of these feet. Okay, but like, I'm just saying, like, I can't even tell how tall this guy is. I guess he's standing next to a car. That car is probably five feet tall. He looks. Lindsay, like I, again, tall. I have no idea how tall a car is. <laughs> you're gonna, you're on your own here. I'm gonna go get a coffee while you like discuss the sizes of things in this photo. Oh my god, you remember that guy on TikTok that would guess people's heights based like they give them photos and they try and fool him and then he'd be like, the square root of this door is two and therefore this guy is five seven. Anyways, I love that guy. <laughs> Obsessed with that guy. And he, so she posts again. Again. And she writes, also, for those of us who know Aaron beyond the worlds of obsessed sport and shitty media, it's no secret he has, (laughs) this is insane though, (laughs) it's no secret he has the hairiest hands on the fucking planet. This oblivious homie clearly does not. Go ahead, zoom in. First of all, calling him oblivious homie is very funny. Not this oblivious homie. It's like she's caught in 1998. Then I googled Aaron Rodgers' hands because I was like, are they actually hairy? And in some photos, they are not hairy. But there's one photo, the second one, I think he's pretty, I think he's pretty hairy and his hands are pretty hairy. His hands. He definitely shaves his arms. <laughs> there are, in, in all of the photos that you put in here as reference, even the ones where you say it's pretty hairy, they're like... Someone who does not shave their arms and has hair on their arms, this just looks very standard. For a person who has hair on their arms, that's what it looks like to me. Wouldn't it be more of a thing to point out how big his hands are? The guy's a quarterback. His hands are fucking huge. This guy doesn't have quarterback hands. Yeah, maybe. I I think the main Again, thing to point out is- Again, can't judge size or volume. <laughs> Distance or volume. What is it? I can't judge distance or volume. The thing okay. about Aaron Rodgers also is that on that horrible, like, whatever that show is, Pat, blah, 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 that he did all of his, like, I'm immunized, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. He wears terrible clothes. He wears, like, this horrible graphic tee, which I found so funny and weirdly telling that when he apologized on that podcast, he was wearing a sh- uh, a hoodie that said Star Wars Rise of the Skywalker. And I was like, I don't know what he's trying to say here, but that's, like... Very iconically the worst Star Wars movie ever made. Very and it's like he's wearing this. But remember, he loves Disney because he went to Disney with Shailene. Yeah, so I'm Disney. just like, Ugh. Aaron Rodgers would never wear something as chic as this person. This person is dressed chicly. I mean, I don't think anyone here doesn't know the story. But I do think this is like egregious for for quite a few reasons. Mostly because he he lied about this stuff. Like, he lied it's about like, stuff. 
it's one thing to be not vaccinated and be like, I don't want to do this and I'm not going to play. And I think a lot of players have been doing that and people make their judgments on them in that way, right? Mm-hmm. That, But that hurts them as well. As, they, they take punishment for that. So like they're standing up for something they believe in and then they're being like, they're taking the consequences, right? This yeah. guy tried to skirt the consequences. Like he wants to make a decision for himself and then was like, basically said, oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm immune, immunized. I'm immunized. I'm, I'm immunized. I'm immunized. I'm not, you know, so I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Which is like just a straight up lie. I'm sure the headline for this was like amid like vaccination scandal, amid lying about his vaccination status, Aaron Rodgers gets coffee in Brentwood. You know, like it wasn't even, I bet it wasn't even kind of like anything to do with these photos. <laughs> The actual headline was not about it at all. It said, Green Bay Packers stick by their star QB Aaron Rodgers as Howard Stern slams him for lying about him being vaccinated. Right. And so the story was actually framed around Howard Stern being like, he sucks and he's a liar. Meanwhile, here he is getting coffee in. Don't always love Howard Stern, but love Howard Stern as like the anti-Joe Rogan and like this this like thing. It's like mm-hmm. like like Howard Stern just comes out, keeps coming out being like, this guy's an idiot. This guy's an idiot. This guy's mm-hmm. an idiot. It's kind of fun. Anyways. Yeah. I can't tell. Last thing I want to ask you about this is I can't tell is 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 Shailene Woodley smart enough, clever enough, like have good enough crisis PR, which I kind of assume that she isn't using crisis PR at all to Comment on this to knowingly distract the press and the media from what's actually going on? Or is she just like red-pilled and crazy? (laughs) Well, I I don't think she's smart enough to see this as a distraction, even though it is. I do think that she genuinely is now kind of seeing all of media as like against them in a very like traditional celebrity perspective way. And like it has nothing to do with actually interrogating like why people are upset with you and why the media has kind of quote unquote turned on you. Yeah. I just feel like when I think about Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers discussing this, I just think of pooping back and forth forever <laughs> like you know like it's pooping back and forth forever or it's like barfing up clay back and forth forever i just love when people are like are we surprised <laughs> it's like no like absolutely, absolutely not i mean it all ties together let's play a call about sports that's a little more fun hi Lindsay, bobby i know nothing about football but i'm really invested in this drama with this coach named jeff banks left his wife and kid to go for his girlfriend who's a stripper. Now her name is Cole Assassin and you'd think that would be enough of a story. But it turns out she has an emotional support monkey who bit a kid on Halloween. And now she's trying to spin the story that it was the kid's fault. I don't know. It's a whole lot of mess um for someone who doesn't watch football. I'm now invested. Um can you tell us a little bit more about this? Thanks. Live in Levita Laptop. I don't know, like, I don't know anything about this. And this almost feels, as I've said, as we were preparing this show, this feels a little bit like almost like nah. Like it feels a, a little bit like nah. We're, we're kind of crossing into nah territory. But I guess while we're talking about sports, I'm going to let you talk about this. Uh, I just don't want to, if we're going to talk about this miserable, bleak, like so stupid brain numbing, um, like I feel like I got a lobotomy reading about Shailene Woodley and Aaron Rodgers. This is at least like pretty funny. It's just funny because you your bullet points on this are quick counter to Shailene and Aaron, funny and non-dark sports news. <laughs> Second bullet. Wow, holy moly, I'm obsessed with this. Okay, okay so what up. is what are you okay, obsessed Jeff, with? Jeff Banks. He is a special teams coach at the Texas Longhorns, which is a college football team. Uh my alma mater. 
Never went to a game while I was there. <laughs> Who needed to do that? I tailgated, but I didn't go inside. Why did you need? I don't need to do that. It's your hometown sport, but you cannot claim to have attended a game. Yeah. I've attended a game in the past, but not during my time at the University what? of Texas. Okay, that's Austin. just a weird aside. Yeah. Well, whatever. So I was looking up what a special teams coach is, and I was like, I do not have the sports knowledge to explain what a special teams coach is, but he is not the head coach. He's a special teams coach. Years ago, he made like minor Texas sports news by leaving his wife for this other woman, and it was like a minor cheating scandal. Uh, but the woman's name is Danielle Banks, Danielle Thomas. She goes by a couple names, um, and she is a stripper who is kind of quietly famous in her industry. Her She goes by Pole Assassin whenever she's working. What? <laughs> yeah, Polis has which is a great name. She's what? great. I've watched a lot of videos of her like on the pole. She's incredible. Like I'm very impressed by anyone who has that sort of like core strength. Yeah. I like mean, what's her name on exactly. Real Housewives of Salt Lake City? Great. Yeah. Amazing. Oh. Pole okay. Assassin. <laughs> Yeah. Here's the way the Daily Mail covered it. I love their headline. I think it sums everything up. A stripper called Pole Assassin, who hooked up with Longhorn's coach shortly after he left his wife and three kids, defends her emotional support monkey after it was accused of biting a child at a Halloween haunted house. What? So this all stems from a sports photographer, like a journalist in Texas who covers Texas sports named Tom Campbell, who tweeted on November 1st, I'm hearing a report from a credible source that Texas Longhorn special teams coach Jeff Banks's monkey allegedly attacked and seriously hurt a young trick-or-treater last night on Halloween. The monkey's jaws apparently had to be pried off the small child. Eyes emoji. Then posted a screenshot from the app next door of Danielle Banks, aka Pole Assassin, inviting her neighbors to a haunted house at her yard. At the house she presumably shares with Jeff Banks, because he's in the photo. Halloween. Hey neighbors, I have built a haunted house slash maze at my house. I'm welcoming all kids Sunday, 7 to 9 30 p.m. Adults are welcome to come by tonight. There's a party from 7 to 11. Swing by. Um, and so apparently at this party, one of the children who came left the actual haunted house slash maze and went into parts of her property that like were off limits to everyone and went to the monkey's cage, reached their hand into the monkey's cage and got attacked. The only thing, okay, I just want to say the only bit of this that I watched that I actively engaged in aside from just reading your bullet points was I watched the video of her saying how far the monkey cage was from the haunted house so she was like <laughs> she like here. enters the backyard and she's like okay here's where like the haunted house was and then she's like okay here's the gate that was closed here's how far you have to walk to get to the my animals where my animals are and then there's a cage that literally says do not touch like monkey like emotional support animal or whatever and she's like this was closed he had to like go in the gate and like touch my monkey and I was like oh my god I need to I need to turn this off I'm like too far this is sad that people have to go all out of the way to prove that a person is lying here's the gate here's where all the haunted house action happened and yes I do clean up fast the shit's gone <laughs> here's the gate that every child and parent was told to turn around at when they got to it was closed and blocked off with balloons this is how far the kid went in my backyard without permission all the way over here to where my animals live and watch this. I don't even play when it comes to my animals and I know all the legal rules on them. Do not enter emotional support animals. No touching. How can she viciously bite someone if they don't stick their hand in there where it don't belong? This is her home and her home only. Oh my God. Anyway, the animal's name is Gia. 
She's a <laughs> she's a white face capuchin. Um, her name is Gia. She's emotional support. I'm Team Gia in this. Like everyone, stay away oh, I'm from team Gia. Gia. Shout out to Defector for like covering this the most comprehensively. Sammer. Sammer. <laughs> Good job. Shout Sammer. out to our friend Sammer who really had the full grasp of this story and it's what a perfect funny. Defector story it is. Shout out Defector. The white faced capuchin isn't the only animal in this equation because Jerry Springer once called pole assassin <laughs> the goat. Wow, nice joke. He tweeted in 2017, is this the greatest pole dancer to ever hit our stage? And I think maybe she was. Anyway, I thought that was fun. We'll never hear from these people again, ever. Let's play a call that is the opposite of this story. I okay. kind of like that we're like jumping from something that is like this to something like this. Okay, ready? Hi, Who Weekly. I'm currently losing my mind over the Ivy Getty article. Uh, I'm sure you've seen if you've been on the internet in the past 48 hours, but she got married and vogue to the spread. A lot of, a lot of who's there. Um, Nancy Pelosi officiated. You love to see it. Um, John Galliano designed the bridesmaids dresses and said that he hates designing bridesmaids dresses because it takes too much time. Um, Anya Taylor-Joy was a bridesmaid. Um, you know, just, like I said, losing my mind at this. Uh, would love to hear your thoughts. Um, also, why have we not canceled John Galliano yet? Uh, crunch, crunch. Bye. I mean, after being like aghast at how many words Vogue d- dedicated an 100 photo gallery to this wedding. 100. <laughs> I felt very like kombucha girl reaction where I was like, mm, mm, hmm. Hmm. Where part of me was like, this is ridiculous. And I think a lot of people had that response. Then the other part of me was like, this is what Vogue lives for. They rarely get such a involved, expensive, opulent, stupid, like just insanely ridiculous, cover perfectly coverable wedding. Like, like, do you know what I mean? This is just mm-hmm. this is just prime Vogue territory, uh-huh. however you slice it. I mean, so many people got married at the DMV and City Hall or whatever in a less, they got married at City Hall too, but in a different way. But in yeah. terms of like ways that would make Vogue like, you know, scoff, right? They're like, we don't want to cover your like fucking Vegas drive-through wedding. We want a five-day event, you know? We want sleepover party. We want uh, bridesmaid dresses by a famous designer. We want Anya Taylor Joy, you know? We want a story that will convince the country to enact an estate tax. You know, like, <laughs> yeah, it's truly, just like, truly. we want a story that will turn literally 90% of the country into like card carrying socialists. Nancy Pelosi officiating a wedding in the middle of that situation. Of a of an oil heiress, a form like a kind of technically oil heiress, even though her father sold the company, I think, or her grandfather sold the company, is but her it's all oil money. It doesn't matter. Is just like the weirdest kind of the worst thing optics to watch. Yeah, like and just terrible optics too, because like it's very clear. And even though her grandfather Gordon, who was the son of J. Paul Getty, who was famously he played by Christopher Plummer, the company. Yeah, he sold the company and he is the reason basically that Nancy Pelosi was there and he supported a lot of their campaigns like Gavin Newsom's campaign, a lot of right. like important Democratic California politicians. He was a big donor. Gordon Getty sold the company and with 
a good a the chunk Texaco, of the money right? was giving a ton of money to Democratic candidates, including Gavin Newsom. I think he basically funded Gavin Newsom's entire mayoral campaign mm-hmm. and like from there because Gavin worked for his father in some aspect. There's right. like I was reading some history of like how he's connected to him. And then a ton of he gave a ton of money as well to like other kind of like democratic causes so it's still insane to watch but it is not surprising if you kind of read the history of it yeah what nancy pelosi needed to do was in that photo of her officiating the ceremony she needed to have like an aoc like shirt that says like i'm actually appalled by this like (laughs) (laughs) while she was reading it doesn't make anyone really involved look good no i want to talk about just before we get into it how ivy getty fits into the tree of gettys the the Uh family tree of gettys because i do feel like you kind of have to go there there feels like there are so many of them Mm -hmm. gettys that we've talked about in the past include nats getty who's married to Gigi gorgeous nats getty is ivy's cousin Mm -hmm. Um, They are related in that they both have the same great-grandfather, but they have different grandfathers. Their grandfathers were brothers. So Ivy Getty's father, very sad, died last year. His name was John Gilbert Getty of an overdose. Mm -hmm. Her mother is just a random jewelry designer. Her cousin is Nats. Her other cousin is August, who's a fashion designer. Nats's wife is Gigi Gorgeous. <laughs> and she's vaguely related. Yes, Nats is the reason why we've talked about Nats is Nats's wife is Gigi Gorgeous, mm-hmm. who we love. And Ivy's also vaguely related to another Getty, Balthazar Getty, who you may have heard of. That's another kind of Getty that's in the in the world mm-hmm. of them. And the main Getty that you've heard of because of the movie is J. Paul Getty, who was the OG played by Christopher. Uh, Plumber famously replaced in CGI because Kevin Spacey was uh, revealed right. to be a rapist. So right. they replaced him with Christopher Plummer. The movie is absolutely terrible. So Ivy Getty got married to a photographer named Tobias Alexander Engel in a ceremony officiated by Nancy Pelosi in San Francisco at a very, very redone city hall. They cover this shit completely. They totally took over city hall. She met him via a family friend and they ran into each other at Paris Fashion Week and they fell in love. And this Vogue piece is just one of the most insanely long and wordy descriptions of a wedding. This wedding had many, many, many events and a hilarious list of famous people were there, including I think I have where's my list? Um, Gigi, obviously, Olivia Rodrigo, for some reason, Princess Olympia of Greece and Denmark, Ricky Thompson, who's a social media guy, um, and obviously a lot of fashion designers, including Wes Gordon, Mimi Wade, and Galliano, who like helped make all the shit that she was wearing. Mm-hmm. And yeah, John Galliano is terrible. That the reason he lost his job is because he said like really racist and anti-Semitic stuff. So yeah, he, he sucks, sucks. That's so what bad. Was so it's weird to. that he is part of this in such a uh, big way. Because also they interview him in this article, and he's like, "I don't normally make bridesmaid dresses, but I did for this." It's like, I'm sure you did a lot of things for that. Like, I'm sure they paid you to do whatever the fuck. Her best friend is Anya Taylor Joy, um, which is why we saw so many photos of Anya Taylor Joy at this wedding. Where, um, let me read to you some of the stuff from this, but I just feel like I didn't really give you the, I didn't really set the scene well. The wedding kicked off with a British invasion mod party at the Palace of Fine Arts in San Francisco on Thursday night. Stanley's inspiration for the first night of festivities was Barbarella, the 1968 sci-fi film directed by Jean-Claude Forrest. It took Stanley's team seven days to reimagine what normally feels like an airline hangar inside the fully-fledged mm. nightclub, mm. complete with silver shiny walls. 
Guests arrive on the scene in short, sexy sequins, go-go boots, and big half-up, half-down hair, ready to party. Dancers put on a show in clear plastic bubbles while Mark Bronson DJed. Eventually, Earth, Wind, and Fire took the stage. Ivy wore three looks during the course of the evening, all styled by who cares, who cares, who cares. The following day, guests joins a couple for a picnic lunch at the log cabin on Presidio, overlooking the city. Ivy drips were at the ready for anyone in need of help recovering from the night before. Everything about this is tone deaf. Like, literally... (laughs) Like, I get that her inspiration was Barbarella, but in the middle of a pandemic and, like, a hundred-layer cake of, like, crises in the country, specifically going back to the year 1968, is, like, absolutely demented. (laughs) Like, hmm, I want to glamorize 1968. (laughs) Like, what the fuck? It's crazy. Q Myra, the singer known for her hit in The Princess Diaries, started playing Miracles Happen from the balcony. Literally, the song, the song is like, miracles happen, like from the Princess mm-hmm. Diaries. Not even a good song. I do, throughout this article, Hamish Bowles, who's like a fashion writer, like a journalist, he didn't write the piece, but they quote him like basically the entire time, therefore making him almost the writer of the piece because he was at the wedding. He says, it was exciting to see the collision of a rather grand San Francisco society and all the couple's contemporaries, beautiful, free-spirited rebels being their authentic selves in that amazingly operatic setting, Bowles says. They were all astoundingly charming and engaged and engaging. It gave one hope for the future. (laughs) The only future I hope for after reading this is one where their bank accounts are drained. The truly shadiest headline about this was in the post. <laughs> Ivy Getty's lavish wedding to Tobias Engel may have broken the family curse. <laughs> God. Well, the family curse is just specifically her side of the family has undergone a lot of tragedy over the past like you decade know. or so. Well, so, so I of- mean, but also it's like a lot of, when you're rich, like bad shit happens why because you have access to everything and then you you can like crash your fancy cars and you know you wonder why these quote-unquote curses are a thing it's literally money it's not Mm -hmm. like it's not anything else it's not in the dna it's not no 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 no, it's 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 access Mm -hmm. so tobias engel who is the husband is I was like, well, what's what's interesting about him? Like, is he just some rich guy? Kind of, yeah. His father is a businessman, um, I think Austrian businessman. And then his mom is a woman named Cheryl Prime. And I was like, who's Cheryl Prime? She is an actor, a retired actor. She was on Cor- Coronation Street, which we've mentioned one billion times on this show, which is just like a an extremely long-running well, English soap it's opera. It always makes me think of Neighbors in Australia. Yeah. It's like, it's yeah, it's just Revolving like, it's like the days of, of our lives. Yeah. And so she was on it, and it's, I think, my favorite detail from this entire story. I went to his mother's uh, LinkedIn. I don't know why she even has a LinkedIn, but her name is Cheryl Prime. I found her LinkedIn. It's iconic. Her photo's on it. I truly do believe it's her. And you will not believe it is one of the greatest things I've ever seen on LinkedIn. Not that that's saying much, because when do you see great things on LinkedIn? But in her experience, which is essentially her resume or CV, she starts at the bottom. It says, you know, she went to Mountain View Theater School from 1978 to 1982. She went to a ballet drama theater art school from 1971 to 1974. She volunteers at the Samaritans. She'd done some consulting. And at the top, she worked at Sotheby's for like seven years. And the top, the most recent, from January 2020 to present, one year and 11 months, her job is taking a break. (laughs) 
<laughs> Take, taking a break. So it says Cheryl Prime taking a break. United Kingdom. <laughs> She's just taking a break. Who wouldn't? Taking a break. It's like, Tobias, Toby. Toby, what did you say Ivy's last name was? What did you say? Getty? Oh, I'm going to take a break. <laughs> I'm going to take a break. Hey, Lindsay Bobby. Who is Malala's new husband? Apparently, they've been together for a while. I saw something about how he's very into cricket, which is like an American host sport. But um, super curious. Was not expecting to see that on my news feed today. Curious to hear your thoughts. Okay. Uh Malala got married. Uh, Malala, them, anonymous, them, actual, them. Malala's husband is hot. I do like when we're all like lusting over Malala's husband for like a few hours. Just like Malala's husband is very like classically handsome. People are like, go Malala. Like we love Malala winning. (laughs) Like who doesn't love to see Malala win? We love to see Malala win. We do. Like we do love to see Malala win. Looks do not matter, but Malala's husband is hot. Malala and Greta, we both are like, everyone's like, Malala, Greta, like what are they up to? (laughs) You know? But I think people also are like, Malala's how old, you know? Malala's only 24. We always, because Malala got famous before, you know, someone tried to kill her. Malala was already very famous and an activist and like already almost won a Nobel Peace Prize like long before this. Like Malala has been in the cultural consciousness for over a decade. Yes, Um, yes, yes. And so we have been following her for so long. And it's, this always happens. Like whenever people we've been following since they were children, like do very traditionally adult things. It's like, we're like, I feel ancient. What? They're perpetually 12. She is a woman. She is an adult. This guy, Asser Malik is a little older. The Daily Mail said he is understood to be in his early 30s. So they have no idea how old he is. They have no idea how old he is. We only got a last name recently. Not the Rosamond Pike and Mary, (laughs) Mary, Malala. So people found his LinkedIn profile, and because they found his LinkedIn profile after getting his last name, Asar Malik, they found out that he is the general manager at Pakistan's cricket governing body, the Pakistan Cricket Board. So he works in sports. He works in capital S sports. The first time they were ever photographed together was at a cricket match. I went to his LinkedIn, and it really made me laugh because he, I guess, has a very... I mean, he kind of looks like one of those. He doesn't. He kind of look like a guy who'd be active on LinkedIn. <laughs> like when you when you look at this guy, don't you think like, oh, he loves LinkedIn? You're like, like oh, he he's loves, posting updates or whatever. He he's, loves sharing. He's definitely like, not taking. Tips. He's like not taking a break, but he is checking what's her face's LinkedIn and all the other people he follows LinkedIn. He's like commenting, like, "Good job, congrats," you know, like on your promotion or whatever. When I look at a photo of Asar Malik, Malala's husband, uh, what I think is, number one, that guy's handsome. And number two, that guy watches TED Talks like earnestly. Oh my God, stop (laughs) it. Stop it. The only other thing that she's ever really said about marriage is in a Vogue interview from actually this year, she goes, I still don't understand why people have to get married. This was like five months ago. Really? I I thought this was years ago. June 2021. Oh my God. I thought this quote was like, like much older. Like she was... 15 or something when she was on the cover of vogue remember that beautiful cover of vogue that's really weird then don't you think do you think he proposed like soon after and then they got married like even sooner after i like maybe anyways very strange this is june july 2021 
She isn't sure if she'll ever marry herself. This is the end of the story also. I still don't understand why people have to get married. If you want to have a person in your life, why do you have to sign marriage papers? Why can't it just be a partnership? Her mother, like most mothers, disagrees. My mom is like, Malala laughs, don't you dare say anything like that. You have to get married. Marriage is beautiful. Meanwhile, Malala's father occasionally receives emails from prospective suitors in Pakistan. The boy says he has many acres of land and many houses and would love to marry me, she says, amused. Even until my second year of university, she continues, I just thought I'm never getting married. I'm never going to have kids. Wait, meanwhile, like, they've been dating this whole time. Like, they've in been dating May, the whole time. he, like, exactly. retweets, like, a video of her and writes, proud of you. You know, he's very, like, he tweets a lot. He's pretty open on, you know, mm-hmm. on Twitter about, like, what he does and, like, what he's into, which is mostly, like, cricket. Not Malala trying to throw off the scent of her relationship and then getting married, <laughs> like, a month later or some shit. Wow, Malala, just, like, a media mastermind she's smart she knows how to do this Uh, speaking of someone having like surprising maids of honors this isn't necessarily that this is just someone who was at her wedding who was kind of notable malala's close friend maybe best friend is this woman named Veet kativu and she's like a youtuber they met at oxford her major was like classical archaeology and ancient history but now she's like kind of a prolific youtuber and influencer and she happens to be malala's really good friend maybe best friend she's in her youtube videos absolutely dive i was like waiting for you to be like malala's best friend like anya taylor joy was also no. there like oh my God. who would be the who would be the funniest and most random like up like actress for malala to happen to be best margaret qualley <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like margaret, margaret qualley was there like so, <laughs> Margaret Qualley, number one. Malala's close friend, Margaret Qualley, was there. And Andy also came to the wedding. I love this V Instagram caption. My bestie tied the knot. What a special day today was. Witnessing Mal and, Witnessing Mal and my brand new brother-in-law become partners for life. Mal. Congratulations to you both. It's very humanizing and nice to like, because people really put her on a pedestal that I'm sure Truly. really fucking makes her crazy. And this is very normalizing and cute. Right, because she's just like a normal 20-something or whatever. Right, 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 right. Anyway, a chi- like one of the videos that V made with Malala was literally called A Chilled Day in the Life of Malala and V. And it's like, yeah, you do just have normal chill days. <laughs> Welcome to a day in our life where someone joins the day halfway. It's fine. It's only two o'clock. <laughs> To be fair, like, we went to bed late and she was, she was working all night and, like, yeah. doing, like, studies and things. That's why uh, she's working that late. Uh, so these days, you know, I'm doing my work for girls' mm-hmm. education, so that continues. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I'm spending time with friends. And uh, I'm also learning Swahili. Which um, is nice. Which is, uh, Swahili is spoken by more than, like, 100 million people in many African countries, including Kenya and um, Tanzania. Mm-hmm and some other countries as well. And um, yes, it's fun learning that and spending time with me. Anyways, this is, no, this is just like when Greta sang Never Gonna Give You Up. Remember that like video that came out and was like, what? And it's like, yeah, she's just like a normal 18 year old sometimes. She's a normal 24 year old. Yeah. Anyway, moving on. Hi, it's Catalina. Long time, long time. Uh, Amara La Negra. Afro-Latina, who who deserves all of the vendum? Got the spawn. She got the clear blue spawn because she is pregnant with twins. She just announced it. And everyone, everyone is wondering, okay, well, who's, who's the dad? Who was the dad? The best part is that on her Insta stories, the night before she announced her pregnancy, um, she said she was single. 
several videos saying how single she was and the season of love and hip hop. She might have been dating someone, but he's no longer around. And my favorite part of her pregnancy, pregnant with twins, my favorite part of this pregnancy announcement is that she got a People in Espanol digital cover. And in the interview, they asked, well, how did you tell your partner that you were pregnant? And she said, I woke up pregnant like the Virgin Mary. I woke up pregnant, and that's all I remember. I love this woman so much. Viva Amara la Negra. Crunch, crunch. <laughs> incredible woman, incredible people cover. Amara La Negra is on the cover of People in Espanol today or this week. She's on Love and Hip Hop Miami. She's on Love and Hip Hop Miami. But so many of these shows are all about like, you want to get started in the music industry. And like Cardi B is one of the outliers who like went on there and then actually skyrocketed because of this show and became a superstar. But Amara La Negra is apparently extremely talented. She's been in the music industry. She was a little kid. Like she started dancing when she was four and she was on Sabado Gigante like dancing behind Celia Cruz when she was like a little child so she's been in entertainment for a very long time but when she started on Love and Hip Hop Miami she got a record deal in like 24 hours like she got a record deal really really quickly and has been successful because of that but she announced her pregnancy in People and Espanol this week and it's filled with exclusive photos. Wait, I'm crying with the quote that's like, in my case, I woke up pregnant like the Virgin Mary. I woke up pregnant and that's all I remember. I will be a single mother. I know my babies will depend on me. Father is not the one who makes the child, but the one who raises it. In time, if God grants me the blessing of finding the right man, the one who supports me, who accepts me with my children, then amen. He will be well received, but I feel blessed. I am so happy. Like I'm, it's like great. Single mom, do it. Like love that for you. But it's just so funny that she's like, I woke up and I was pregnant. <laughs> I mean, I just love that it's the galaxy brain version of what January Jones did, which it's like, who's the dad? And January Jones just said, I'm not telling you, or actually with silence. Amara La Negra was like, who's the dad? And she's like, fathers don't exist. I did this entirely myself. Like, this is the Virgin Mary. This is Immaculate Conception. I'm sorry. That's all there is to it. Like, she just doesn't even try to pretend like there was a man involved. Her mother said... I tell her, instead of having a problematic father in the picture, one who's going to raise them the wrong way, it's better you raise them alone instead of the kids being raised around problems, nervousness, trauma. It's better to raise them in peace. Like, I, they're very, this is a very, like, honest, forthcoming interview, I guess. I also think, so her mom's name is Ana Maria Oleaga, but I think a lot of this, I interpret it as quiet shade to who the father is. I think they must maybe... Yeah, they all know who the father is and they absolutely hate him. (laughs) The mom's quote specifically made me think like, oh, they want the father to see this. They do not like this guy. So I think it ended badly. And i that's how I interpret all this. Obviously, she's not saying that she's being very coy. <laughs> they ask her, how did you share the news with your boyfriend? She answers, in my case, I woke up pregnant, like the Virgin Mary. I woke up pregnant and that's all I remember. It's amazing. <laughs> no follow-up questions to that one. <laughs> not one follow-up. God, these photos are beautiful. The photos are so good. She took so many people exclusive photos. They're great. They're wonderfully styled. But as I was scrolling through, I saw something that kind of took me out. A people exclusive of of an ultrasound. And I was like, I've seen celebrities put their ultrasounds in people. But usually those are aggregated from, you know, their Instagram or their own personal channels that they announced first. But I hadn't seen a people exclusive watermark on an ultrasound before. I emailed the um, executive editor of People in Espanol um, to ask ask if this was indeed the first time that this has ever happened. She did not get back to me, but thankfully research assistant Timmy found another instance of this happening. I couldn't find it anywhere. This is why we appreciate Timmy. He found people exclusive ultrasounds last year 
from American Idol alum Colton Dixon reveals wife is actually pregnant with twins. What a blessing. People exclusive watermark over an ultrasound. Wow. Putting the people exclusive badge over an ultrasound is really the best thing I've ever seen. So I can't say this was unprecedented. We now see a precedent, but it is, I will happily say, rare. And this woman is, I will happily say, iconic. The guy who may or may not be the father, or at least a guy she used to date, is someone that she met. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But her ex, the only... Her ex is a guy named MJ, who is Bucky from Charm School's brother. Brother. <laughs> VH, keep it in the VH1 family, I guess. Bucky from Charm School's brother. He's a bachata singer named MJ. But I was like, wait, why does the name Shay Johnson ring a bell? Because it was like, he's the brother of Love and Hip Hop Miami co-star Shay Johnson. I was like, oh, it's fucking Bucky. But they're no longer together. She got pregnant via Immaculate Conception. And do you know what her next project is? literally she's the virgin mary so i just she has a lot of opportunities what (laughs) well apart from just like evangelizing and like starting her own religion she is hosting a new talk show on fuse member fuse called hold on to your butts called don't cancel me (laughs) Uh Uh oh it's apparently a round table talk show there's no video footage but she's done a little promo on her instagram as well as views but it says this round table format show features eight episodes premieres on december 1st and she is the host love that that's her next thing she's a jack of all trades incredible she can act she can sing she can dance she can host and she can impregnate herself (laughs) Yeah, she can impregnate herself. Okay. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, I know you guys talk about that guy Michael all the time. The economist Michael is friends with everyone. But who is Bass J. Morgan? I obviously Googled it, and he is from The Only Way is Essex, which, you know, is that, like, trash reality show. But now he's, like, this Hollywood icon, and I'm obsessed with this friendship group because this friendship group involves Michael, Bass J. Morgan, Taika Waititi, Rita Ora, Kristen Stewart, and Ashley Benson, it's like the weirdest group of people. So I really need to know, like, what is his deal? Why is everyone friends with him? Is it this, like, weird group of, like, moneyed, like, Europeans that, like, Kristen Stewart, Ashley Benson, and Rita Ora, like, love hanging out with? Like, I don't get it. Um, okay, thank you. I just, like, would love, like, a deep dive. And then also, if you don't want to play this, that group used to always come into my sister's restaurant in Silver Lake, and they were always... Um, that's just like a little bit of intel for y'all. Okay, bye. <laughs> I wish you would leave that. I'm going to bleep that out. We're not demois. I mean, that's not surprising. We've talked about Fast Morgan, but like maybe not entirely. It's kind of funny because the people keep, we forgot, or maybe I forgot, but I'm pretty sure I remembered. When we talked about Mark Wright, the guy that did the like fucked up Halloween costume. People were like, mm-hmm. you forgot to say he literally was on Towie. Yeah, like he that's how we Towie. got started. Mm-hmm. So Vass was on Towie with Mark, I feel like half of these British people like were on Towie. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a good guess to be like, were they on Towie? Yes, probably they were on Towie. Fast Day Morgan is like the original OG Rita Ora BFF hanger on. He's the Jonathan Chebin to her Kim Kardashian has been for years. Absolutely. Like the only name I see more often than Rita Ora in my daily life doing this job is Vaz J. Morgan because he likes and comments on every single one of not only Rita Ora's Instagram posts, but that entire circle of friends. He's always involved. And I think he was involved in the most high profile way, which is like, despite the fact that we've talked about this guy pretty much like every week for the past five years, I don't know that we've ever gone long on him just because he's always there. Um, But we got a lot of calls about him this week specifically because of that Halloween party. It was like, wait, who is this? And he's a Towie guy who is close friends with Rita Ora and Michael and Kristen Stewart and Ashley Benson and Taika Waititi and all of those people. And he also started a 
gossip magazine called Tings, which shut down in 2017. His biggest year in the public eye was probably 2020 slash 2021, not counting the only way his Essex years, I mean, because after the Black Lives Matter protests, he kind of exposed all of the racism that he went through while he was on The Only Way is Essex and how racist he found the production of that show to be. Like what I will say is that I didn't realize that my experience was my experience until recently, where I was so happy to be the one black person on TOWIE and so grateful that I was like, had won the black glory of being allowed on like, you know, a national TV phenomenon, you know, which is what it is. I didn't realize that how I was being treated was wrong until the conversations that um, George Floyd situation has has sort of triggered made me think, oh, hold on, actually, I wasn't treated as an equal and I should have been treated as an equal and I shouldn't be conditioned to accept and be grateful for being the only black in the room. I should be treated like everyone else. Have you heard anything from TOWIE? Because I know they got in touch with you, didn't they? Yeah, we're in conversation. Okay. I think they're trying to, um, they're being very active in trying to make a difference. Even when he talks about going to rehab, he had a drug problem, he went to rehab, he talks about going to rehab with Chloe Green, AKA mm-hmm. the Top Shop eras, remember? Yeah. The ex-wife to the hot felon, like it, it's always somehow connected to some other like famous British person. Right. Chloe Green, I guess, really helped him through his recovery. He says that she saved his life. He's like doing a lot of good work, but it's always like alongside somebody more famous. It's like very interesting. He's like, he. so in that way, he's not Jonathan Chebin because he's actually doing stuff that isn't embarrassing, but he is like always like the plus one in a way. Yeah, like Vaz Morgan uses his platform or has used his platform in the past to like raise money for mental health to support black communities. I'm quoting Wikipedia right now. Jonathan Chebin only raises money to support his like dining out habit. Taking private planes to different places. Exactly. But also you can tell this is a guy who loves to like hang out have fun, throw a party. Mm -hmm. I mean, he threw that Halloween party with Michael. One story that I hadn't actually read until Timmy threw this in here was when he came out on The Only Way is Essex, his family didn't know. Mm, That's awful. And then he was like, I shut off my phone for a week and people were calling and calling and calling and calling and calling um, after he came out on a reality show in 2015. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's Vaz Morgan. Not only will you hear more from him in the future, you will never stop hearing from this guy. He. Takes I mean, a if we're talking Rita about Aura. Rita Ora, like <laughs> once a week, we're going to talk about Vass Morgan because he's always there. I suggest following him on Instagram, if only because it means you will see his name in every single comment section, in every single like section. That's just what he does. It's actually a clever strategy. He's very supportive on social media. Right. No, it's true. He's like, uh, he. who is that woman who was doing that, who was commenting on every, famously commenting on every Instagram to get that, in there? That like yoga person. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> yeah. uh, God, what was she? She was I a, already forget. It was, like, it was like a whole thing. Mama, yoga, baby, body, mama. It was like something like. <laughs> and people were like, why is this person showing up on every celebrity? And it's like, she's, that's because she's like putting herself in every comment section. Okay. Let's play who were them. Hi, Lindsay and Bobby. Um, I am a I'm a Carolina, Carolina Polytrack fan. Uh, I'm going to call it the Pegas because her album's called Peg, uh, and my roommate is giving me a look because of that. But anyway, uh, I think she's a them, and I think she's having some viral TikTok stuff right now. And I'm wondering if she is on her way to Zendown. Um, she's like weirdly like niche and one of the like kind of 
second tier hyper pop girls, but I think she's like rising. So love to know. I love her. She is uh breathless. Uh Stargo pizza roll, crunch crunch. Uh me kind of inside. Bye. Caroline Polachek, who are them? <laughs> One, two, three. Who? Who? <laughs> what? Even the caller is very, un- like, the caller is like, Caroline Polachek is a them, and then, like, starts listing off reasons why Caroline Polachek is a who. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's niche. Yeah, I guess she's not that famous, but she's totally a them. It's like, just because you stand somewhat doesn't make them a them. It's the Phoebe Bridges I know. I like Caroline Polachek, too. Who doesn't? But no. Okay, next call. Bunny is a who. Hi, Who Weekly. Just wondering, um, from who to them, um, can you rank these two? Heaven and hell. Or hell and heaven. Either either or. Also, Duncan has pancake minis. Oh, I know Duncan has pancake minis because it's in my app and I really need to try the pancake minis. What, what consistency do you think they are? I watched a video review and I put it in the Patreon of a guy you saying that they were too boring. Like, he was like, they're kind of boring. He gave, I think, a 7.5 out of 10. It's a guy who reviews fast food. 7.5? Um, yeah, he was like, I don't really recommend it, but they're totally fine. But okay, in the them. on the Dunkin' website, it says that they have, like, crystallized syrup within the minis, sort of uh, like uh, in the griddle. But uh, that guy didn't mention them. So Well, you know they have, they sell the, the basically bagel balls that have the cream cheese in the middle of the bagel. Mm-hmm. They have like those bantam bagels. That was a. They're shark very tank good. They're very good. Okay, ranking heaven and hell. <laughs> I don't even know. I this is a prolific caller, by the way. Um, I. <laughs> we love you, caller. This caller calls in all the time. We re- there's just so many calls. We love your calls, all of them. Um, um okay, heaven and hell. How do you even? <laughs> was it who more? to them or just which ones are who, which ones are them? I mean, I think I think they're both them's, obviously, but I think the themiest one is heaven. Wait, I was going to say hell. Really? Which one has more of cultural impact? I feel like people are more scared of hell than they're into heaven. More people believe in heaven than I would say believe in hell. Really? Because heaven is just happier. Like, you'd rather believe in heaven than hell. That's like, true. If you're like, in- right. Like, people believe in, like, a better place after death, but not everyone believes in, like, you're being punished and going to hell. Did you see that, like, iconic Target employee that went viral? Over the week, over the last week, Did not you see an iconic her? Target employee. No, What'd there was do? a guy, a guy, some horrible like a homophobic troll is like holding up like the Pride collection that they sell at Target. Like, but it was I think he's holding up like a children's size, and he's like, "Excuse me, like you work here? Uh, do you approve of this message that we're sending to kids? Like, it's like a rainbow shirt that says Pride, but it's like a small size." And she she's like holding her phone, being like, yeah, I work here. Like, do you have a problem with this? And she's like, no. And it's like, do you think you're going to go to hell for selling this? And she's like, I don't believe in hell. Sorry. Like, no, I don't think I'm going to go to hell. Like, I think the shirt's great. It's like, so you think it's fine that children are wearing it? And she's like, yeah, I think it's totally fine that kids are wearing it. It's so good. <laughs> I'll play the clip if I can find it. Hey, do you guys support the satanic pride propaganda? I, I yeah, both. You support it? Satan say, and pride. You support Satan? Mm-hmm. What's God going to think of that? I don't believe in God. Wow. Don't, so you Did think... Did you need help with something? You support the propaganda that's targeting the kids? Do you support the sexualization of kids through pride propaganda by Sorry, corporate? Is there something that we can help you with? I'm just asking people questions. God will judge you guys. Okay. I mean, I can't. He won't if I don't believe in it. Okay, heaven or hell, I think. No, I mean, I think... 
But I do think hell is very impactful culturally. Like we love like a lot of a lot of uh we love the devil, you know, as a I guess things that scare us are tend to get our attention a little more. Like heaven, we just are like sort of soothed I'm just saying by we the love, idea like, of We it. love the devil more than we love like angels, you know? Like you see more like devil imagery than you do like angel imagery in like yeah. culture. This is impossible. <laughs> I mean, I guess hell does get more attention. Hell's better at like getting a headline than heaven. Truly. Yeah, maybe hell's them here. Hell's them here. But they're both thems. Also, like, whenever they show, like, um, the conscience as, like, a devil and an angel on your shoulders, the, the angels is always, like, boring. The devil's like, <laughs> and then the angel's like, whatever. The devil's usually <laughs> a little sexier, too. Right. That's what I'm <laughs> saying. That's what I'm saying is, like, the media is always writing about the devil, never about the angels. The devil does know how to get your attention. Literally, the that's the devil's job. <laughs> okay, next call. This was in, that was insane. Okay, next call. Hi, Lindsay Bobby. Um, so, out of jerry's many girlfriends on seinfeld um which one of them became thems or i don't know which one of them's a who's like whatever one is more interesting um we know about terry hatcher but she's broken homeless and living in a van so don't need to talk about her all right love ya crunch crunch okay terry hatcher is not homeless and living in a van that's what the daily what did you think? No, he that person was definitely making a joke because I remember. Know, I know, yeah. I know, I know. But I don't want anyone to think that that was not a joke. It was a joke. Actually, people who listen to this podcast know it's not, that's a joke, so I don't even need to say that. Terry Hatcher, one of Jerry's girlfriends. Jerry, apparently, according to this website, had 70 gr- different women that he dated throughout the time. Over 70. There are thems involved. You have Terry Hatcher, I think, Courtney is a Cox. them. Courtney Cox, Kristen Davis. Catherine Keener uh, skirts the line of them. Dumb. I think she's very niche uh, I prestige. Think I think she's Jennifer more of a prestige. Coolidge, we've talked about. Is she a them? I think at the time we called her a rising who. <laughs> wow. Shady of us. Um, Marsha Cross, not a them, but she did. But she's in Seinfeld as well. Amanda Pete. We had a. We've had a lot. We see, had I think an argument. We've about had a Amanda lot of Pete. fights. A lot about these. A lot of these women. But I think as the reason know, behind that, as I think a lot of you know, like all of these women are most of them are like character actors so that's always mm. hard to what deal about with. Janine I think Garofalo that's why... what about Janine Garofalo Janine Garofalo's of them that's okay. like comedy them okay. Lori Loughlin Lori Loughlin former who who's now a them for reasons that are probably a little sad what about Christine Taylor She's Not, no who Christine Taylor's a who what about Deborah, Deborah Messing? Messing them yeah what about Lauren Graham <sighs> Lori Ma- Laura Graham is a who I think I gotta say the casting on Jerry's girlfriend's very good a lot of relevant people so I think our themiest people are probably Terry Hatcher, Deborah Messing, Courtney Cox, Kristen Davis, Lori Lachlan. Yeah. But here's the thing. Is it Lauren Graham and Catherine Keener? Lauren Graham, though, is like on every TV show for the And I guess recently. Catherine Keener is like an Oscar nominee. Let's just give it to Catherine Keener as well. Marley Matlin's way up there as Forgot well. I that Jerry dated Marley Matlin. Jer- Again, Jerry's girlfriend's casting. Shout out. A lot of... A lot of uh, iconic stars. So here we go. The final list of thems are Janine Garofalo, Marley Matlin, Terry Hatcher, Catherine Keener, Deborah Messing, Kristen Davis, Lori Loughlin, Courtney Cox. And then who's are like Jennifer Coolidge, uh, Marsha Cross, uh, who else? Amanda Peet. Christine Taylor, Amanda Peet. Jane Leaves, etc., etc., etc. Elaine, who does count, is also a them. Yeah. Julie Louis-Dreyfus is a them. All right. We did it. Okay. I guess Incredible. we sort of did it. It was all over the place, but we sort of did it. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Who's There, our weekly call-in show. As we said before, there will be no Who Weekly episodes. Next week, we are taking a break. We're going to see our friends. We're traveling. We're going to miss you. It's going to feel weird, but we'll be back on Thanksgiving week because we have psychotic versions of uh, vacations. (laughs) No, we honestly do. We literally do. We're like, let's take off the week before vacation and then work Thanksgiving and New Year's. No problem. Christmas, not a problem. We'll not miss a beat. I was going to say, it's fine. It's totally fine. It's honestly probably better for you because you're probably not getting new episodes of stuff on Thanksgiving week. I mean, but I you'll d- get them from us. You'll I thought get you meant us. for me. Oh, you meant for the listener. I was like, yeah, for yeah. me, it's fine. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I just don't want to, I just don't want to have to record when we're traveling. That's, you know, it's it's just a strain because I want to put my best effort into the shows and I hope that people come to the shows and, and see that. Who Weekly Not Us. They're not going to be recorded. Who Weekly Not Us slash live. Buy tickets. Atlanta, Philadelphia, D.C., Detroit, Chicago, and Minneapolis. Those are the remaining cities. We'll see you in two weeks. We'll see Atlanta, Philadelphia, and D.C. next week, though. And the Patreons as well. But we'll see you, the listener, the week after next for new episodes. Thank you to Katie and Eric of The Who's for providing our Read a Theme song. Thank you to Timmy, our research assistant, for providing your research. Thank you to everyone who's been rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. You've been doing it more ever since I started mentioning again. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next week in two weeks. We'll see you in two weeks. Bye. Bye. to the people out there who are still out here like putting tomato sauce on spaghetti squash like get a life okay so the only girl on the selling sunset cast who probably knows or listens to phoebe bridgers is davina like christine maybe chriselle definitely not i feel like if heather heard a phoebe bridgers song she would like get up she would find a way to turn it off within like 20 or 30 seconds like can you imagine heather ray young and Tarek? in a car together and like Phoebe Bridgers comes up on her like daily mix or something. I I feel like they would both be like, ew, like what is this? Like this is so upsetting when in fact Tark's whole existence is like darker than any Phoebe Bridgers song could be. Grateful for Ferna. Yep. Hi. <laughs> um just had to pause the pause when you're talking about naming a child, um Allie McBeal. Um, so my name is Allie. I was born in 2001. And my parents, they tell me they seriously considered giving me the middle name McBeal. Um, my name is not spelled with a Y, it's spelled with an IE, but apparently this was a fun conversation they had. I am glad my name is not Allie McBeal, last name. Um, that's about it. Uh, crunch, crunch, scar, Joe, pizza roll. Um, hi, the weekly, long time, medium time, um, calling with a story. So as some context, um, I go to Harvard and students at the extension school can take classes with undergrads. So it's like common to have classes with extension school students in them. And the other day I was talking to a friend about virtual classes and she was like, Chloe Grace Moret was in one of my classes as an extension school student, but she had to leave halfway through the semester to film the Tom and Jerry movie over the pandemic. And so I thought you guys would appreciate that story um, and the list of iconic who Harvard extension school students is Sarah and Chloe Grace Moret. Okay. Crunch, crunch. Bye. Santa Monica Boulevard is gay. Vine is straight. Melrose is gay. La Cienega is gay. Wilshire is straight. 
Fairfax is bisexual. Grateful for Sharna.